0: And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome
1: back into the third and final hour of the program here on Friday. And uh, we just had New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad with us uh, for the past half hour. And she was very adamant in her defense of, and I I use the word defense, but uh, in her response to... Mayor John Mitchell's veto letter. And if you missed any part of that discussion, you'll be able to catch that uh, on podcast. I just pushed it out. So it should start showing up in your podcast feeds momentarily. Although, you know, you can stick around and listen because we've got more to discuss. Uh, caller, hang on. I will get to you in just one moment. But I want to address an, an app chat message that came in from uh, El Jefe who said, Is she open? Is, is City Council President Morad open to coming on to your show? Without being joined by another counselor to allow callers to call in and ask her questions directly, much like your segment with Mayor Mitchell. From what I understand, when there's another counselor on the line, it's not possible for callers to call in and ask questions. And uh, that's uh, I asked her that uh, at the end of the discussion there because we did get a lot of phone calls about it this week. We got a lot of app chat messages about it this week of people saying they would like for her to come in and take the calls. And so as she said at the end of the discussion there... Uh, she will make that a priority. So we'll work that out. And it doesn't have to be part of the Friday segment. You know, if she wants to have the counselors come on with her to discuss some of the issues that they are working on and and to spotlight them as uh, as that segment is being utilized for now, that's totally cool. We'll just find a different day that works and, uh, and we'll have her come in and we'll have her take some phone calls. Or, you know, even if she can't come in, maybe we could we could take the phone calls over the phone, but, uh, her phone is a little echoey there. So I just would worry a little bit that it might not be that she'd be able to hear everybody. So, uh, we'll try to work it out so that we can, uh, have her come in and answer those questions. Uh, she is not, you know, she was not mincing any words in the way that she felt about the mayor's uh, the mayor's tone and language that he used in that letter and, and, and the way that he approached it. And uh, I'm probably going to take those comments and write up an article at WBSM.com and on the app later on today. So you can stay tuned for that in case you missed it. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hello.
2: Good morning, Tim. Gilly Saffield. Hello, Gilly. How are you? How are you doing? I mm-hmm. just called. I was listening to Linda. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you know, like the old saying... Calling the cattle, you know she's making accusations, and the way she treats people—it's it, been at the city council. She didn't know she was on the on the tape. The caller was taping it. She calls people all kind of names. She instigates most of the uh, problems there, and then she plays the victim. She well. can't stand the mayor. She can't.
1: And I will say, Gilly, that if you have a a one on one conversation with somebody, uh, you know, even in public, but it's a one on one conversation with somebody that is a little bit different. And again, decorum should should hold true. But that is also a little bit different than the mayor writing a formal letter, uh, you know, in in the the tone that she took exception to in that letter. And I'm not I'm not taking her side at all and in, in this at all i'm staying neutral in it but I, i'm just saying there's a difference between an official on the record letter to the city council uh treating somebody a certain way and somebody doing something uh you know to their face
2: well she treats people like the same way if she's accusing the mayor she treats people different she allows that's why she's a tyrant she allows people to do stuff and don't allow other people to do it what's the difference between the two they're both elected officials she's just as wrong as the mayor she actually called names. She's swearing in the city council, at, and she's a lady supposed to be a lady.
1: Well, that I don't,
2: I don't Someone, take that into up. account.
1: Excuse I know, me? I know, I don't take that into account. I know ladies that that have far far more foul their mouths than I do. Well,
2: then, then they're not, they're no ladies.
1: No, I, I don't. I don't get into that.
2: Okay, well, I know you don't, but I'm just telling you, she's calling on the mayor that he's wronging him. Look at her and Brian Gomes. Come on now, they they run that city council illegally. They don't even follow the rules of Roberts. You know what I'm saying? That's why they're there. They're supposed to be working for the people. Well, they they I
1: mean they have an attorney right there who would keep them on on track if they weren't doing things legally, right? Shouldn't 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 Attorney Garatowski be keeping them on track for that?
2: Uh, see yo you, Then then she should know better. What she thinks she shouldn't be doing what she's doing. She says she's been here for twenty years, and Brian Gomes been here for thirty. If they don't know the rules of Roberts by those times, then they don't belong there. They actually instigate the problems there, and then they play the victim. All right, well, the, one, the, the city council's afraid of them. Okay? Uh, if, I to, if I have to name names on that city council, they have talked about them too. I will name them. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't
1: do that. We'll 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 rely on we'll rely on them to tell us if that's the case.
2: Oh, I understand that, but don't go on the radio and blasting the mayor while them two are running like a circus in that place.
1: All right. Now well, I'm going to hold you there, and we'll see if we can get some reaction to that. Thank you for the call. You bye have bye. a good day. And uh, if you do want to react, 508 uh, 996 If you want to send in an app chat message via the WBSM app, you can do that as well. Um, the, the other, uh, I just got a, a news alert on my phone. Tom Brady has uh, bought into the Las Vegas Aces WNBA team. So Tom Brady is now a part owner of the uh, the WNBA's Las Vegas Aces. So there you go. That just popped up on my phone so I thought I'd let you know. Uh, some of you don't care about Tom Brady anymore. Say forget that guy. Well, he's retired now. You you can you can let go of the crutches. Uh, but if you want to respond to maybe Gilly's comments, if you want to respond to Council President Morad's comments, you can do so 508-996-0500. I mean I I wanted to get to the root of the accusations that the mayor made in that letter and and council president Morads response to that. And that's why I asked her about, you know, what is the process of how these got these these ballot questions got into the discussion? How how does it happen? Not only from, you know, a, a technical standpoint like w- what is the process of getting it brought into the meeting and and, and getting it brought before Uh, before the council, but also how did these discussions start? And I think she gave us um, a pretty thorough explanation of both, that this was something that the councillors were working on independently. She told us what she knew about each question as she knew it. And it, I mean, does it seem coincidental to me that three councillors were working on, you know, proposed ballot questions at the same time? Yeah, I mean I think that there you know there's there's probably some other discussions that are happening and I'm not suggesting that they're happening illegally, there's probably some other discussions happening about do we want to get some questions on the ballot? Just as simple as that. And as Councilor Burgo said, you know those questions will draw people out and and Council President Morad. You know, backed up that assertion that, of course, people will come out and care about it, and you want people to come out and care about it. And I said this the other day, put all the questions you want on the ballot that are non-binding if it means that people are going to come out and vote. If that's a way to get them to come out to the polls and sound off, I mean, it only takes a, a few election cycles of having non-binding questions where nothing happens as a result of the people's vote on it, for people to say, well, that's just a ruse to get me to come out there. But if you really are taking the temperature of the public on something and then bringing those items into the discussion, I think that can be a viable tool. It might. It seems extreme to, to have to do that to get voter turnout to happen. But I'm not totally against it either. Now, we'll see if it works. Again, these are three questions that are non-binding. And as I as I asked Council President Moore, do you even if the people come out overwhelmingly in support of these questions, the council doesn't have to take any action on it? Because it's non-binding. They don't have to do it. They can utilize that information of how the public feels, maybe toward how they they set policy, but they don't have to go and turn around and say, you know, they can say, okay, obviously people are concerned about rent prices because, you know, 80% of the voters were in favor of rent stabilization, so people want to see those prices not be exorbitant, and then maybe they find a different tack that they can take, a different approach to take that doesn't involve having to be restrictive in the process. Maybe you know obviously the four year mayoral term that's that's one thing or the other but maybe if people come out you know and, and overwhelmingly are against repealing the c p a well that will be an impetus for the counselors to say well then maybe maybe when we set the budget we can find another place where we can cut whatever that same amount of money would have been so if we you know if, if it's been i don't know Uh, do the math, a little bit less than a million dollars a year that they've collected in taxes for that, You know, maybe they find a way to save that a different way. So it certainly can help set what they're going to do one way or the other, and it certainly can help bring people out. But I I also don't think you can make it an effective tool every single time as a way to try to increase voter participation. And I honestly don't know that those questions themselves will get, will it get more than, you know, what we've seen for recent percentages? Will it get more than 20%? Maybe. Will it get more than 30%? No, probably not. So I think that that is, you know, it's it's an effective tool to try and do so, even though as, as Council President moran said, that wasn't exactly the, the the goal of it. But I don't think it's, it's not a well that you want to keep going to, to try to increase voter participation. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, or you can hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. We uh, we are, we're we having discussions today about, well, we were talking before about um, New Bedford Superintendent Thomas Anderson taking the job. In his hometown of East Hartford, Connecticut, uh, and that New Bedford will be in the market for a superintendent, so that is certainly something that will still be on the table, and it'll be a discussion that we'll be having quite a bit as the search will begin for that new superintendent for New Bedford. Uh, again, I I was hesitant to bring up his name, even though if you ask me, he'd be my number one person, uh, Andrew O'Leary. I think that he would be somebody who would do a great job of it, but I didn't want to bring it up unless. You know, he said that he was interested. I don't want to seem like I'm actively trying to recruit somebody for the job. I'm always careful of this platform. I don't, I don't, I don't try to endorse anybody. I don't try to push for anybody. I don't try to recruit anybody. uh, But because it is easy for people to think that that's what you're doing when you bring up somebody's name. Like, for example, yesterday when I was, you know, talking about Kayla Churchill, the candidate for school committee in Freetown Lakeville. I pointed out why I can't take her seriously as a candidate, but I am in no way telling you not to vote for her or to vote for her, op- or vote for her opponents. I'm just telling you why I don't think she's a serious candidate. I did the same thing with Rayla Campbell when she was running for secretary of state. I wasn't telling you not to vote for her. Well, I was kind of, I was kind of, I was kind of suggesting that you shouldn't vote for her. That's, that's a little bit of a different story. That's taking your party into a direction that you don't want to go. I was I was pleading with my Republican friends to just be a little bit smarter and not just vote for the R next to the name. So in that case, I guess, yeah, I was kind of making that suggestion. Anyway, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hello.
3: Hi, Tim. Good morning. Good morning, Catherine. Um, I think Gilly's right on. Uh, I think that Council Moran, and I've been listening for probably about two months now, uh, to uh, the Friday morning half hours. And of course I've been to some city council meetings of late. Um, I think that she, at least, especially on the radio, her reaction reactions are often that of, I feel that she f- thinks of herself as the victim or she presents herself or the city council as the victim on various issues. I think there's this mock sense of innocence, unless she really does think herself the victim and innocent. And I, I hope that she is more intelligent than that. Um, and so that, I also so, find well, her well, cond-
1: Let me just ask: them, What is what is the guilt that you feel that that she has if 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 she's feigning innocence?
3: That um, she's not aware of talk about for example um the amend, the um non-binding referenda i i think that there was much more discussion had among the city councilors than she has let on um and so that's just one example um one time when i was at a city council meeting and she went let's see let me think now um, oh, I'm just. Well, no, no, okay. no, it's
1: okay. It's okay. I get the sense of what you're saying, though. I just, I just wanted to make sure that you know we we had an explanation of what it was that you thought that she was, you know, guilty of, for lack of a better term. Yeah.
3: Um, Oh, oh, I think it had to do with the salary increases that she said everything was above board. It was all out in the open. Uh, and nobody complained at the time. Well, a lot of people didn't know about it until it came to light at New Bedford Light, via New Bedford Light. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of discussion that goes on, other than at city council meetings, that uh, we voters are not privy to. So, you know, the innocence just doesn't, I don't buy it. Um, and I also think that she's misleading and condescending. This is, frequently she'll say... Um, let me educate the voters i've heard it on the radio here i think i heard it today i heard it i've heard it at city council meetings i heard it directed at me one time uh at a city council meeting because of a sign i had she apparently thought or assumed that i didn't know what i what i was uh, conveying in my sign uh so i i find her very problematic uh in a number of ways as the uh City, a, a city council, never mind president of city council. Um, I just also wanted to say about taking the temperature of the, you know, by having the non-binding uh, referenda, um, as we all know, two of those were were already, have already been uh, voted on uh, by us in this city. And it seems to me, are they, is, are they going to keep introducing these referenda until the vote becomes what they want it to be? Or are they going to listen to what the voters have already said? Yeah, well, I, you think know, th- I find it insulting uh, and a waste of city council time to keep bringing these issues up as recently as they've already been voted on.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, if you did that, if you kept bringing it back, you know, eventually the voters would just leave it blank. <laughs> Stop asking me these questions.
3: Maybe. Maybe. I hope so.
1: Um, All right. Well, I, I thank so you for that. I don't
3: know. And as far as cutting taxes, don't increase the unit <laughs> C salaries anymore mm-hmm. for a long time. Right. <laughs> because that, some people's are way over.
1: That is, uh, <laughs> that is uh, one way to, to, to handle it. I'm going to hold you there just because I got some other callers, but right. thank you, Catherine. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Bye. And 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
0: going on, Tim? How are you doing? Good. Um, I got a question for you. What What's that term that is used when a superior hangs out outside of work hours with an employee? Called fraternization, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean fraternization. I mean that's that's a term that just means whenever anybody hangs out with anybody. But yeah,
0: right. So, but what I'm trying to get at is, do you think that? that would fall under the category of fraternization when it comes to, I know she, she, she touched on that subject about her going out with, with other adults. And, uh, you know, they're all, they're all just, Normal adults going out, and having a couple of drinks, eating dinner, and and spending time oh, no, together. That's no, no. I don't. I don't think it. I don't
1: think it's really that superior subordinate relationship with the council because she was, you know, as of a couple of months ago, she was just a regular counselor. She wasn't the council president. So it's it. I think it's more of you know they're kind of all on equal footing. Uh, in their own minds, and that, you know, whoever is the the council president isn't really the boss. They're just the the person that's in charge of of running the meeting. So I don't don't think that any of the councilors necessarily, you know, obviously, you know, people are going to call up and and argue differently, but I don't think any of them really look at themselves as subordinate to whoever the council president may be.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I have a funny feeling that, you know, and I'm sure a lot of other people also have a funny feeling that it's not just, adults going out for dinner i feel like there's more of a um you know an agenda that they're trying to get accomplished uh that they're doing behind the scenes and i mean there's, you know, a, there's a, a really easy
1: way to find out if that's what's going on people can just show up to these dinners and sit at the table to next time I, I,
0: honestly i think that's what people are going to start doing yeah you know what i mean i'm surprised jack hasn't already done that
1: well, they you know supposedly know I mean? from from what the uh, from what was being said by the by the councilors. I think it was Council President Moore that said, you know, New Bedford Light sent a reporter and had a reporter sitting nearby uh, while they were there. And I, I don't know if that's true. I asked Jax Blaine about that. He said, you know, he wouldn't be involved in that. He's he's a, he's a columnist. He's not an assigning editor. But you know that maybe maybe that will be what happens. You know, maybe Carlos goes yeah. and sits down All next right. to them or or something along those right. lines. All
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. That, now that would. <laughs> Now that would be, I I would be, oh, my God, that would be, that would be good. That would be good. That would be definitely an interesting conversation to hear what they have to say, especially through Collis's views, you know?
1: Well, Well, just show, everybody can just kind of show up and and hang out next to them and let us know what they hear.
0: Yeah, if Carlos is listening, there you go. No, he is. All right, thank you for the call. All right. You have a good day.
1: All right, let's see if we can squeeze in one more call, then I definitely have to take the break. Good morning. You're next on WBSN.
2: Hey, good morning. I guess Linda must be doing her job far as i'm concerned okay you know and you're always going to have people complaining no matter what you do and uh i think she should run for mayor that's what i think a lot of people think that she probably is well good good for her why not a woman and she's a republican isn't she
1: uh i don't know i don't know her uh, her registration uh, no. <laughs>
2: she's a republican i believe so-, so we got a possibly republican woman running for mayor i love the idea i love it i love it
1: i love it all right That's dude, my comment. she she has your vote i take it <laughs> all right thank you have a good day uh, i will uh, i will go by the by the silence that uh, you don't want to reveal your vote or you just hung up early all right uh, i'm going to take a break though because i am late for it we'll be back in a few moments <sighs> You no, know, I feel like I should have Toto re-record that song just for this show, so that it can play when I go to commercial breaks and there's callers on hold. I, I feel like we should have a version of that that plays during the commercials. Well, the callers are on hold that says, "Hold the line. Tim isn't always on time when it comes to taking his breaks." So. You just got to hold on that. I've got to get the break out of the way because I was a little bit late for it last time. But thank you to uh, those of you who called in and held on. All right. 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. What about that song, One Call Away? That's a good one, too. Or, you, yeah. you know, uh, the, the the what should have been the theme song to this show was Napoleon the 14th. They're coming to take me away. Ha That would have been the best. Fit. Oh Oh, yeah. 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 Cause they'll, all the they'll happy eventually, song.
4: Yeah, yeah. all the happy song, yeah. They'll eventually come Some and take me positive.
1: What's on your hey, mind, you Phil?
4: being a foodie, I uh, went to a place I ain't been at in like seven years. I've given a bite about like 20 times in the last couple of months. Joe's Diner in Taunton, just after the green. Mm-hmm, yep. And uh, I ain't been in there, and people didn't recognize me until I spoke, because so I've lost the weight and everything. And and I just love that old style. And uh, so here's the thing. So, like, I wasn't sure what I wanted, so I said, ah, we should cheese roll. And the cook said to me, uh, "Sandwich." And I was like, "What?" And an older woman way down the end who used to work there as a waitress, she said, "Oh, that's a
1: New Bedford thing." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we had to make them so every day in Wareham, so it's not just New Bedford.
4: Right, right. But yeah, that was kind of, and then she says, "I even spent a, t- a little bit of time in the Fall River. There's only specific places in the Fall River you like. You gotta like walk them through it." And I just laughed. So.
1: Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, to me, to me though, all of those places have, like, their own specialized dishes. And I love diners <laughs> like that where it's kind of like, you know, instead of being, like, the big featured thing, it's kind of, like, shoved in the corner against the, the other building. You know, I love I love that kind of format that they have with some of those smaller diners.
4: Yeah, and they were doing some work to expand the parking lot, so I guess he made an agreement with the person who actually owns the next property be able to get a bit of parking lot. And, yeah. And they get all them nice signs um, about humor and sarcasm but two-thirds of the signs have something to do with coffee. In other words, if there's nothing coffee about it, what are we going to talk about?
1: <laughs> right. I, I have family that lives near there, and I said, you know, how many times have you been over there? And they said, you know, not once. I said, well, wow. I think you should, you should go over there. Be, have it become your, your regular neighborhood place. It,
4: it is a great spot, good people. A whole range. I've seen teenagers, and I've seen people in their 80s, and I was just like, because I just live up there for a bit. So, And uh, today's the... Um, 25th anniversary of two things of Titanic getting all those awards and Celine Dion's song um,
1: My heart will go on?
4: Yeah, my heart will go on. It's also 25 years since my mom passed away.
1: No, I'm I'm sorry for that, but I She came out of her coma
4: on St. Patrick's Day which is her favorite holiday and they were getting ready to move her the next day to Alden Court uh, for specialized treatment and she passed away in the overnight.
1: Well, let me let me leave you on a little positive note, Phil. A little little joke here for you. I actually saw on Facebook the other day there was a, a photo somebody had of a of a biker, and on the back of his cut he had a patch, and it was Celine Dion, "My Heart Will Go On." That was the big patch he had on the back of his cut. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he is. Uh, I'm sure he gets razzed a little bit from some of his uh, fellows. Got to hold you there because I got some other calls. Thank you, but, buddy. Uh, Thank you. You have a good weekend. 508-996-0500. We will get to all of you, I promise. You are next on WBSM.
5: Yeah, good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Oh, okay. Yeah, listening to all of this on uh, the radio with uh, Linda Morad and the mayor and the city council, you know, this is all part of the political process, you know, and uh, that's what we're seeing is the politics of it, you know, the different views people have. I sometimes, you know, look at, you know, even what the mayor has done. It's political, too. We're talking about... Uh, a non binding referendum which may not which may not occur until November if you can even get it on the ballot because he'll you know he'll veto whatever you know until you know and and yeah, we 're talking about it we 've got april may june july uh august september October yeah before this could even get on the ballot to the voters so yeah it 's all politics and why people are getting so uptight about uh, Community Preservation Act, whether or not the voters who vote get a chance to say about, uh, something about it, or the mayor's term, the voters who vote will get a chance to say something about it, or the uh, rent stabilization thing, which I think will largely be uh, answered by what happens with Boston and their attempt to get rent stabilization up there and whether they can get it up to the uh, state legislature and have them say something about it. So what we're witnessing here is the political process, actually, which they've both got a right to do. Uh, But again, uh, to me, to get so uptight about non-binding referendums, which, by the way, uh, the mayor's viewpoint might win out, okay, in a referendum. Sure, okay. yeah. because he has the power of incumbency, and he's been around a long time.
1: Well, not only that, but yep. it's two two of the three issues are, are things that the the voters already approved.
5: Well, again, this vote is already approved. That's you know that's like uh, setting the president is the last bit bad president that you you set. Uh, again, uh, I don't see any problem in a small local city to have voters weigh in on things and not have things set in stone because so many years ago it was approved. On that, to me, the way I remember that happening was the mayor uh, and his followers uh, came forth with that uh, and kind of pushed it through rather quickly before anybody could blink an eye, and then it was done. I don't like to see... Uh, the mayor, no matter who it is, it could be Linda Morad being there, uh, being all-powerful in a powerful form of government. You don't need four years. If presidents of the United States can only serve eight and they run a whole country, in a city like New Bedford that's 100,000, your job performance is your campaign for next year. And I don't think the people in the city of New Bedford, if they think the mayor has been trying to do a good job and needs another two-year term, uh, I don't think they're going to say to the mayor, no, you can't have it. I think the only mayor that lost a a second-term bid was uh, the late George Rogers, and he had to deal with, I believe, uh, a lot of spending that he did, okay, maybe necessary or not, and also the uh, riots at the time, if you can call them that, okay, which he had to deal with. Uh, But uh, Johnny Markey, I believe, ran against him on the fact that he spent too much money, and he was going to return to the taxpayers of the city of New Bedford uh, the money that George Rogers had spent, if I'm correct, and remember back that far. So, uh, you know, to me, this is the political process, and, you know, to me, I think the mayor's, you know, really trying to launch a preemptive attack and keep the forces... Who might want to get him out of office, or want to pass a, uh, you know, uh, any of those uh, questions uh, which he doesn't like? Uh, he's fighting it early. Which again, like I said to you the other day, uh, he's like Neo in the Matrix. He's he's knocking them all out, you know, that sort of stuff. Right. And he gets right on top of things and he hustles. And I, to tell you the truth, whether you like the mayor or not. Uh, he's going to be a tough act to replace because he, he does work very hard yeah, at, at the job that he does, whether you agree or disagree with him. But I think a lot of this, we're going to talk about this now for April, May, June, July, uh, you know, August, September, October, and then maybe you get a non binding on in November. You know, uh, yeah, no, it's, absolutely. It's, it's much to do about. You know, nothing at this point, you know. But, again, that's the politics of it, and Absolutely. both sides are playing politics. By the way, on another issue, I took your advice, and I got a chance to watch the Go-Go's documentary the other day. And you're right. It, it, it is very good. It is. What? And, 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 again, he, he... That's, be, that's not really in my time. I was, like, about my 30s and stuff when that was going on. But I enjoyed watching it, and thanks for the uh, – you know, the um, the idea of oh, watching it. Always happy to make music documentary <laughs> recommendations for well, sure. Well, your music is always different. Uh, you know, I, there's some things you play I know and I've heard, but then sometimes you come up with things that I've never heard before, and some of it is whir, and uh, other, others of it is not that bad. I'm glad you played <laughs> it, you know, so.
1: I have very eclectic taste I will continue to share.
5: Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, Spooky, take care. You as well. Bye-bye.
1: Let's uh, squeeze in a couple more calls here. You're next on WBSM.
3: Hey, Mr.
5: Weisberg. Hello, how are you? How long do I have to wait for your
1: opinion on Todd Lundy? Oh, it's going to have to be a little bit while longer. I, I, all oh, I did this week no. was catch up on sleep from last week. Oh, no. I got, I got well, about, I'm about 10 pages into it so far. Oh, good. So I, I just couldn't sit and finish it all in one reading, but I, uh, I have been working my way through catching a little bit of it here oh, and there. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, I'll have to be satisfied with that. Okay, that's all I
5: called. I wanted to know. I thought maybe you'd get to it.
1: You know. No. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe this weekend. Although I've got a lot going on tomorrow, but maybe I can get some relaxation time on Sunday.
5: Oh, that'd be good. I hope you do.
1: Thank you very much. All right. Take it bye easy. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi. Good morning,
4: everybody. Is complaining about uh, rain, taxes, or whatever. Why can't we put um, proposition two and a half? In uh, in New Bedford, Fairhaven has uh, someone from Fairhaven said their taxes and and Fairhaven is much cheaper than ones they have in New
1: Bedford. Well, that may be the case, but somebody also called this morning it and said it would be nice
4: someone put it up.
1: But somebody called this morning and and, and mentioned that uh, Fairhaven overspent by about four hundred, well, by about six hundred thousand.
4: Yes, I heard that, and they talk about two and a half. That's how I I find out. But when I go to Fairhaven. I see the street much nicer than New Bedford. And I don't see the men working there for a long time like they do in New Bedford. Anyway, have a nice day. Maybe someone who knows about that, they can do it. Thank you. Sure.
1: Thank you for the call. And I do have to take my next break. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a few moments. You know, earlier I had mentioned that as you're opening up your windows, you might be discovering some rips in the screens. And what a pain that is. Because... People just want to sell you new screens. They don't want to repair the ones you already have. And then it's hard to find a frame that actually fits into your window. And if you try to do it yourself with that big roll of screen and cut it yourself and it, uh, it never works out correctly, don't worry about doing any of that. Just call Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. They will take care of it because they know how to do it right. And they will make sure that you don't screw up what they already did. They will come to your home. They'll take the screens. They'll bring them back to the shop. They'll repair them. They'll bring them back. They'll put them in so that you don't even have to run the risk of Damaging your newly repaired screens. I know I've done that many times. They'll also replace just a single pane of glass. And that's not an easy thing to have done. You know, I had one of those old fashioned basement doors that has the multiple panes of glass, and all you accidentally put your, your, um, you know your, your uh, shovel handle through one of those when you're putting it away for the winter and now what are you going to do? You got one little pane of glass to fix. They'll do that job too. No job is too big. No job is too small. They can do full remodels or they can just do the small jobs that the other guys just won't do. Find out more about them by going to PrecisionWindowAndKitchen.com and find out about all the great services that they can offer you. Callers, hang on. I do have to take one final break and I don't want to miss it. So let me get that in and then we'll finish off with you. Hey. Oh my.